0: It's Wednesday, January 26th. Welcome to The News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the coup in West African country Burkina Faso, SCOTUS hearing cases about affirmative action, the current stock market volatility, and Google's location tracking on our devices. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. West African country Burkina Faso has just undergone a military coup, with the country's military seizing control from the current democratically elected leader and government. The military has dissolved the government, parliament, the constitution, and closed its borders, And they say they have placed the president, who has officially resigned, in an undisclosed location. The reason for the coup is a concern over national safety from Islamist extremism from the Islamic State and Al-Qaeda. Both security forces and also the country's citizens have grown dissatisfied with the handling of the rise in terrorism. The violence from these groups have so far resulted in thousands of deaths and the displacement of about a million and a half people. Just days ago, people were protesting the streets over the president's lack of leadership. The move seems to be generally welcomed by the citizens, but some organizations, like the Economic Community for West African States, has expressed concern over the situation and has called for stability. The Supreme Court of the United States, or SCOTUS, has agreed to hear arguments regarding the use of affirmative action in college admission considerations. Particularly, they'll be hearing about cases from Harvard and a separate one from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. What the plaintiffs are alleging is that these schools are using affirmative action or the idea that they can, in fact, take applicants' race into account to actually discriminate against certain minorities, particularly Asians. Asian students' academically outperform any other group in the country, and colleges have been accused of starting to raise the bar for only them in order to make room for other groups. Meaning they're apparently holding Asians to a different and higher standard to not just other minorities, but to white applicants as well. Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 bars discrimination on the grounds of race, color, or national origin, but in the past, courts have ruled that it's okay to take the applicant's race into account in order to promote racial diversity. So now the question is, is what happens when this reasoning actually ends up hurting certain minorities? Another critique of this process is that apparently universities tend to lump lots of different backgrounds into one racial category, which some think is problematic. For example, the racial category of Hispanic or Latino groups together applicants from Central America, South America, and Spain. The category of Asian groups together a wide range of backgrounds, like Chinese, Indian, and Filipinos. An African American groups together native-born Black Americans with immigrants from Africa or the Caribbean. Opponents of affirmative action argue that while the intentions are good, that racial considerations have proven to result in the unintended consequences that are now being brought before SCOTUS. The universities are arguing that they take a holistic approach to their acceptance process, considering not just academics but extracurricular activities and even personality traits. The cases are a pretty big deal because the results are likely to set precedents for college admission standards around the rest of the country. Earlier this week saw one of the most volatile days in recent stock market history. On Monday, the markets dropped a lot, to only rally and end the day high again. Meaning, investors are feeling a little squirmy. Some are selling their stock because they're nervous, only for others to come in and buy them at a so-called discount. This speaks to a broader conversation around the state of the economy. There's a lot of colliding factors right now that are causing some market volatility. We have rising inflation from government stimulus, talk of the Fed raising interest rates, backed up supply chains, geopolitical tensions in Russia, and upcoming midterm elections all combining to form a level of uncertainty for the future. And investors don't like uncertainty. So many are selling, and some others are instead taking advantage of the lower prices by buying low in hopes that the market will rise again and they'll make profits. There's a lot of maybes right now, economically, politically, so we'll have to see what decisions actually come to pass and how the markets react. Google has been sued by four separate attorney generals in four separate lawsuits, claiming that they've still been tracking its users even if those users have disabled location tracking features. Texas, Indiana, Washington State, and Washington DC claim that Google hasn't been entirely honest about how their tracking permissions work. They're saying that while Google provides the ability for users to turn off the tracking, that it still uses other means to collect the location data which they still use for targeted advertising and to create user profiles. Some of the tactics allegedly used are tapping into other apps that track, or taking advantage of workarounds within the settings, also following users via IP addresses. There's also talk of what's being called dark patterns, which are subtle and intentional design choices created to guide the user to perform behaviors that Google wants them to. These lawsuits echo the concerns of many consumers, privacy watchdogs, and governments who are being increasingly more aware and concerned about how their digital data is collected online. Today is Wednesday, January 26, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The News Diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want The News Diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.